Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit ssLwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Hey, hello, everybody. Super excited. We are back with the, what episode is this? Just the next episode of the Lipstick Attitude. <laughs> That's all that matters. We're here. That's all that matters. We're here. We're here. We're doing it and we're here. That's all that matters right now. Listen, if anyone at this point in time gets on here and are judgmental, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a piece of my mind. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're learning all this technology. We're learning how to do this. You cannot be judging us for any of this. This is no. amazing that we're able to do it. So welcome to the Lipstick Attitude, and I'm Dr. Elizabeth King. And I'm Yvonne Haas, and I'm super excited to be here today. Yay! Yay! Yay, yes! So let's start with brrr, what's new and great in your world. What's new and great in my world? It has been a very busy week, but it has been a super awesome week, too. So at the... Be- The beginning of my week kicked off with Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day, a little bit late to all the mamas out there, all the mama representatives, whether your children have two legs or four legs and a tail, whatever it is that makes you feel like a mama, happy Mother's Day, right? So Sunday I got to celebrate me and kind of my mama. I mean, I didn't get to see her, but I did have um, a big Mother's Day sign delivered to her front yard and- Yeah, it was super cute, except that I wasn't expecting her to be awake and outside when the person came to set the the, the whole uh, sign up, right? So they emailed me back. And they're like, I met your mom this morning. She's so cute. I Aww. said, yeah, she's kind of cute like that. That's awesome. So we had Mother's Day, and then the very next day, my firstborn, the guy who is responsible for making me a mama, turned 16. What? But you're only 22. I know. How does that work? Something like that. Well, what was the number? The last number I heard was 25, I think. Sure. That works for me. Like, yeah. So I don't know how that happened. I don't know how it happened. 25, but it's okay. I'm not good at math, so it doesn't matter. I I will tell you that my daughter started telling people that I became a mom at 14 and I'm like, don't do that. No, that's not good. I said, but she's like, but I want people to think you're really young. I said, trust me. Immaturity shows up all over me. Like, I don't need help with numbers. <laughs> like, you're good, honey. So, yeah, so it was a great week of kicking off with celebrations. I mean, it was obviously a very different kind of celebration. And then, um, you know, watching my son's friends who are all driving their own cars now, which kills me, kills me, driving around our cul de sac in loops, like blowing their horns, yelling happy that birthday. So cool. One of them was blowing kisses at my son. It was hilarious. That and then so they, cool. they ended the parade by throwing rolls of toilet paper at him. 
And what did your son think about this whole party thing? Well, you know, at first I put a sign up for his birthday too. And he was so mad at me. He's like, that's so embarrassing. And how can you do that? And so then I pulled him outside. Cause I'm like, listen, it's my friend's business. Like, let's just take some pictures, whatever. And then, cause his friend I knew was orchestrating the car parade, but he had to admit he laughed. Like he had a really good time. And then we had pizza and cake, you know, for his birthday, but that's he got awesome. over it. Well, he's 16, so, you know, they all have to pretend like they don't like stuff, and then they come back around. Did, um, did I ever share the story about my sister with her, with her daughter for her birthday? For her birthday, she gives my sister a card and flowers and thanks her for bringing her to this world, which is just so cute, and I, I just think it's adorable. That's so sweet. I love that. And Miles, since you are the editor for this podcast, uh, take notes because that's a good one. You know, and I know that you won't do it, but at least tell your sister because she will. She will. (laughs) (laughs) She totally will. She'll think that is the sweetest thing ever. Isn't that awesome? As long as I can remember, even when she was a little girl, she would create a card. She would draw out a card and go and ask her dad to buy her flowers. And she would bring the flowers in the card and say, thank you, mommy, for bringing me into this world. Isn't that just adorable? Yeah, see, she did a good job raising that one. Yeah. What about you? What are you doing over there? Come on. Step it up, girlfriend. It's your fault. A boy. (laughs) A boy. They're a little bit different. I don't know if you know this. They're a little bit different. And one day we'll we'll do an episode on those brains. But Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so different. thousand percent. Absolutely. All right, my friend, ready? Yeah. Sam, what's new and great in your world? What's new and great in my world is that I am so excited about what we're working on through the foundation. As most of you already know, Yvonne and I co-created, uh, co-founded a foundation called Sus Stilettos and Lipstick Foundation, hence why the Lipstick Attitude, hence this whole journey that we are on. Um, but 12, uh, no, not 12 years, in 2012, we, we started this foundation and it has just been, you know, just an amazing ride for us. Well, we're working right now on something so huge and so powerful, um, and that is our mentorship program. And uh, it is finally taking hold of what we know as psychotherapists and bringing it together with the expertise of all of our board members and making this initiative something that's going to impact so many lives in our community. So I am beyond excited. And at the same time, because of COVID-19, this crazy pandemic that we are uh, living through, we are also creating a a, an initiative, if I could only speak today, that would be wonderful. It's been a long week, my friend. It's I'm been long a week. long week. Um, so we're creating an initiative to provide financial aid for mental health services for the people that have lost their jobs and that are struggling with what's next for their lives. And so we're working on these two huge, huge initiatives, and I could not be any more proud of our team and everything that's being built into this. So 
you'll be hearing a lot more about that. And, you know, of course, if you want to be part of it, if you want to donate or contribute, we're going to give you that website at the end of um, this podcast so that you can participate and be part of the change that's on its way. So, so excited. I feel like dancing. I feel like singing. I feel like, like, you know, I, I just feel like this is huge. This is powerful. This is huge. And it is very powerful. And, you know, I think, too, it's so awesome to be able to be focused on how to give something back to the community while we're going through this. Because I think it's, for me, I'm sure for you, too, but like a very lifting to the spirits, for sure. Yeah, which actually uh, leads me to our topic of today, because I think it's so important that we focus uh, our attention on what's going on in the world right now. And we're going to talk about, we're going to combine what happened in Mother's Day, right? Because moms are dealing with being at home with their kids and um, how to, you know, make this experience not so painful with everything that's going on in the world. So we're going to, today's topic is about parenting kids through the COVID-19. And of course, dads, if you're around and listening in, this applies to you as well. This is not exclusive for moms, but it, it is so important that we talk about what are the things that we can do to keep our spirits going. And you just mentioned one real big one, which is giving back to the community. Um, yeah. So important. And if you can get your kids involved in giving back to the community, that will also uh, ease the, the, the struggle and the challenges that we're all going through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a relief. I mean, I, one of my patients a while quoted me, a while ago quoted me by saying, um, Yvonne always says, don't worry if your glass is half full or half empty, be grateful you have a glass. I love that. Period, end of story. And if you have a glass, you have something to share. I love that. And I'm, I'm so excited that you're part of the conversation because you can speak to it on both ends, right? As a therapist, as a, as a mental health professional, as well as a mom that is right now living this reality. Living the dream, I think is what you meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Just living the dream. <laughs> I don't know whose dream it is, but yeah. it is a dream. <laughs> it is a dream. I'm hopeful that tomorrow morning I wake up and it's like, you know, just a regular Sunday fun day and yeah, yeah. back. Well, it's good to dream, but sometimes you need to be realistic. For Unfortunately, sure. we have a little ways to go to get out of this mess, but if we could have hacks, life hacks, which is what this show is about, and tips yeah. to help us stay the course and not give up. That is really our mission right now is mm -hmm. to stay the course and know that this too shall pass. You know, the cool thing about what's going on right now, I don't know if you've seen all those commercials with the Zoom videos where people are singing and, you know, it just, it, it brings that togetherness and it, it brings hope. And, you know, I, I hope that even after all this is said and done, that we we continue to maintain our feelings of, you know, we are a community and we will rise above this together. Yeah. Did you see the really awesome one that was done for Mother's Day for all the moms who are delivering by themselves in the no, hospital? I did not see that. Oh one. my gosh! And at the 
end of it. And then they show Zoom videos of like baby showers and stuff like people trying to, you know, obviously be supportive the best way they can. But at the very end of the video, it's a woman, a photograph of a woman who was born in 1920, who was born a child at the end of a pandemic as well, right? And she says something like, moms, you've got this. Oh, I love that. How yeah. beautiful. It makes me cry every time I think of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's been on Facebook. I think Facebook, it's a Facebook video, actually. Oh, really? I'm going to have to search yeah. for that. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit on a personal note before we get into our more professional advice on life hacks for living through COVID with your kids. Talk to me, Yvonne. How has it been for you as a as a mom being at home <laughs> working in a, and you're a therapist, so you're doing teletherapy, so you're at home all the time. How mm-hmm. has it been going for you guys? It's been, you know what, I'm not even gonna lie, it's been crazy. You know, it, it is. It's an it's interesting though. You know, like my daughter said something to me that I thought was so nice and so fantastic. Um she said, you know, mommy, I really like you working from home because you used to be all done with work, but it would still take you like an over an hour to get home by the time you lock up the office and, you know, and I live quite a distance from where I work. She says, now you leave and you just close the door and you're like all done, like you're home and you're all done with work. So they love that. But what is interesting for me is that our drive home was always decompression time, right? It was like, a chance to chat with a friend or just ride in silence or listen to my own music without a peanut gallery from the back seat, like something, but there was that decompression. And, you know, now you don't have that. It's like, I have to, I have seconds essentially to decompress before I step out that door because as soon as I open that office door, they come from both directions. They're like, mama, mama, mama. <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? And then the cat, and then the dog, and then the husband, and, you know. So it's it's been trying. It's been great. I mean, it, it has, you know, but this homeschooling stuff, I tell you what, teachers, I can't wait to send them back to you. I cannot. I am learning fifth grade math. I don't remember anything about fifth grade math. I had to learn what a math sentence was. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, you know, I still don't. And I don't know that I want to. Apparently it's just an equation, but they call it different things now. So it's, it's interesting. Like, and I was, you know, when we were at work, we had to switch our hats several times a day. Like we would see patients and then we would run the office business and then we would run SSL and, you know, have all of that going back and forth at home. I didn't get, there's no change of that. Like in between patients, I have to open the door because I know people need help with their schoolwork. So I'm switching from, you know, therapists to, and we're doing our own billing and all of that. So, you know, billing specialist, which is my new title that I'm adding to my business card now, I'm telling you. Yes, to home me too. Mom. Yeah, homeschool you know, mom, yeah. It, it, do you feel that uh, you lose more patients? I have zero patients. Zero patients. <laughs> so you really have to work on, on that really, every day, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am not a Pinterest mom. I have decided that. I am more of an Amazon Prime, like I want it now delivered kind of mom. And I don't, yeah, I I really have to work on it. And I, I realized too, like you have so many more patients for other people's children. 
right? Yeah. Sometimes with your own, you think, this kid is playing me. I know she knows how to write a sentence. Like, she didn't make it to fifth grade without being able to write. And then she looks at me and says, but I don't know. And I just want to turn her upside down and shake her. I haven't. So what would, what would you say is your biggest challenge right now as a working mom at home? <laughs> like at all. You know I'm going to tell you, it's exactly the same as a working from not home. It's the balance. It's the balance, yeah. It's the balance. But I think yeah. it would be harder to have a balance when you are right there where you're so easily accessible to them, right? And because when you're in the office, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I hate to say that. And that, not that yeah. you're not thinking about your kids or that you're, you know, running their schedules and all that, but it's different. When you're at home, I would suspect that it's different because yeah, you're right there. They need, they need you. You're going to yeah. stop. And you're going to do it. But I, you know, thankfully my children are, are older and I've loved children through all phases of life. And sometimes I miss when mine were really, really little. But I will tell you, 16 and 10 has been very nice for working from home because they're not toddlers. Right. They're, they're not infants. They're not even five. You know, I mean, children have different needs at different ages. So they know if mama's office door is closed, you don't come in and you don't knock because they know I'm working with patients and they have a level of respect for that. So sometimes, don't tell them, but I keep the door closed a little bit longer so I can like switch my hat. Before I open the door. I just want to remind you that it is your son that's doing the editing and he will be listening to you. So he's going to be on to you. Listen, if he starts listening to me and it took this podcast to make it happen, I'll record <laughs> one a day, baby. One a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Well, let's talk a, a little bit about some of the hacks that we want to share with our listeners and our viewers because we want we want parents to be able to be empowered and to be able to survive this pandemic without killing one of their youngins because i think yeah i think i mean uh, literally and figuratively i think there has to be a time during this pandemic when you're stuck with your kids you know 24 7 that you want to just you know just lose it on them. So we want to avoid that. And, and, and on a more serious note, we know that there is an increase of more abuse, um, verbal and physical abuse during mm -hmm. these stressful times. So we want to avoid that. We want yeah. to make sure that you have some of those tools. So the first tool that I would like to give everyone is about creating a schedule. And 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 by the way, as we're going through this, Yvonne, feel free to jump in as a mom that's living it so that Did you hear that, public? I just got permission. I'm going to cry. I just got permission <laughs> to jump in at any time. At any time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you knew that anyways. But no, no I was going to without permission. I'm oh, I, I knew that. But uh, I just want you to, on the mother perspective, throw it in there if you think or not think, but how do you apply it to your everyday life? So the first tip that I wanted to share is creating a schedule. I think it's so paramount. I, I know that for myself, I have a schedule and I don't have little kids in, in the house because number one, I will literally be in my home office 
24 seven if I don't have a schedule to get out. Mm -hmm. So creating that schedule so that you know when you're going to be in your home office working as opposed to homeschooling, as opposed to doing other things with the kids is so vital to be able to keep your sanity. Oh, a thousand percent. And you know what? Your children still need a schedule. They do. They need a schedule, right? So in, in my house, we're not sitting in pajamas all day long. For me, that's an absolute no. Every morning you got up and you went to school. You didn't go to school in your pajamas. You went to school dressed for the day, mm -hmm. you know? So I, and now granted, I've changed their schedule a little bit. Like I, my son does not need to be up at five o'clock in the morning to catch a school bus right, by exactly. 6.45. Courtney does not need to be up by 6.30. So I've extended the amount of time that they sleep in, but they still have a time where they get up. And when you get up, they get dressed, they start their day. You know, I'm very fortunate in that her my daughter's teacher has a Zoom call every morning at nine. They right. say the pledge, you know, oh, they nice. check in. Yeah, they take attendance, they do all kinds of things. You know, she's there to answer questions and, and we have set school time for them. You know, I mean, it gets slightly extended sometimes because, you know, I'm trying to help and my husband's trying to help in between working, but we, we have set school times. The schedule is key because for, it brings adults sanity and it eases anxiety for children. They need to know what to expect and when to expect it. So I'm going to move on to the number two, and I and I think what I'd like to see happen is I'll call them out, Yvonne. Um, we're both on the same page, but I want you to share your experience as a mom doing it because it's it's easy for me to say. I want moms out there to hear it firsthand from a mom that's experiencing it. I'm in the front lines, folks. The front lines of parenting, right? Yeah, you are in the front lines of parenting. <laughs> I guess it's on the front line, right? Not in it. Well, it, you probably are in it, around it, all over it. <laughs> no, I'm all over it, exactly. <laughs> all over it. Follow then, me on Instagram for more parenting hacks. Yeah, exactly. Number two, talking to your kids about COVID-19. What has been your experience about that? You know what I have found with this one, honesty for me has been the best policy with them, right? So I have explained what COVID is to them. Now, mind you, my kids are 16 and, and almost 11. Mm -hmm. So I, you cannot just have your kids suddenly not go to school and then not give them an explanation as to why that's happening. You know, I mean, I like to protect my children from a lot of news stories too, but you can't disrupt their whole world without an explanation. So I have definitely told them that there is a pandemic going on. I, they know what a pandemic is. They know why we're in quarantine. Um, they have an understanding of why we wear masks. I mean, of course, I had very fancy masks made for everybody with SSL logos on them. Yes, thank so, you very much. <laughs> you're welcome very much. But. Um, you know, but they have that understanding, but they also have an understanding that it is my job as their parent to, to protect them, right? They're not responsible for this and they're not responsible for, you know, knowing what to do. It's my job to do that. It's their dad's job to do that. You know, so we have given them some information. I mean, you know, there are days we laugh, like if my son goes for a bike ride, I'm like, Make sure you don't lick anything while you're out there, kiddo. 
you know, and as soon as you get back, wash your hands. So we, we don't make it like this impending doom conversation. We like to add a little bit of levity to it, but you certainly can't disrupt your child's entire being and, and existence and not give them an explanation as to what's going on. So that's a great segue for me to ask you the next question. So what about turning off the news, which is something that I share all the time with parents and I know that you do as well, mm -hmm. but you want, to give them information, like you said, as a parent, but how about the news? Are you letting them watch the news? Absolutely not. No, there's no reason for them to. You know, I don't let them watch the news when there's a hurricane approaching. Like they don't need to sit and have, I, I have no control over what the newscasters are going to say and the information that they're going to give. That, it's not my job to do that. Right, so I don't let them watch it because it's, it's inundated, it's too much. It's like on a hamster wheel. So it's over and over again, which creates anxiety and worry in kids. You know, I capture the news in whatever way I capture the news. And if there's something to be shared with them or they have questions, then I will, you know, give them that information or of course I'll answer their questions. But no, I mean, and I don't, I don't think kids really want to watch the news. I, I didn't want to watch the news as a kid, you know? I mean, I remember having to sit through the news at dinner and at the time it was like the Narcos thing and all that. I mean, now as an adult, I'm like, well, that was kind of cool that I got to see that. But children don't want to watch the news, but they'll get overly involved in it if you are, for sure. So in the next one, uh, incorporating family time, how have you done that? We do a lot of family time. So at the end of the day, if mommy's not out of work too, too late at night, we go for a family bike ride. Um, my son doesn't enjoy, doesn't go with us on that one. So there are three of us go for a family bike ride. Um, You're so cool for school, huh? Yeah, and maybe we ride too slow. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Doesn't think we have a cool bike, whatever it is. But, you know, we- 16, still, that's whatever it is. Yeah. 16. Defined exactly by that, 16. Right. But he still will come down and talk to us and spend time with us. And he and I will pick a movie or something to do together. But, you know, you, you've got to meet your kids where they're at in their time, too. I, I allow them to have a ton more social time online than they would normally get because they don't have access to their friends right now. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it's finding the balance between getting them off of that to come spend time with you you know, I taught my daughter how to play some new uh, games and stuff that she had no idea how to play, board games she had never heard of, you know, so we're, we're finding time to do those kinds of things. My, both my kids have taken up cooking in the morning, which is interesting. That's not, not a trait that I give them. That's their dad. <laughs> That's their dad. <laughs> I feel like coming down and placing an order, like, hey, I'd like Eggs Benedict. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Make it happen, kid. Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Well, so I know that all of us are overeating, that we are sheltering in place and in our homes. So what about movement? How, what about exercise? Is, are you incorporating, because we tell everybody, move your body. So important. Your are body. you actually doing it? I am actually doing it. So I was on a, a insanity challenge for a bit with my friend Mark and his fiance Gustavo. So we were all doing that. I uh, fell off the train of that this week, but I did go back into weightlifting 
and getting a walk-in at night or a bicycle ride. Um, I heard this and I thought this was a really interesting uh, tidbit for moms or dads who are working from home. If you get up in the morning and you go for a walk and then you go into your home office, you feel like you've got, you know, driven to work kind of thing mm -hmm. to help you change your mindset to going into the office. Oh. I thought, well, that was kind of neat. I'm not cool. willing to get up and walk at that hour, but y'all are more than welcome to do it. Yeah, please do. And tell yeah, us all about it. But, you know, you need to release those those endorphins and that energy, you know, all this anxiety that people are experiencing and this pent up kind of energy. And then they're trying to sit still and breathe deeply and they can't even breathe shallowly, you know, so get up. You've got to get some movement in there for your own anxiety, for your own depression. Absolutely. And get your kids moving, you know, make it into a fun event for your family. Like let's all get together on a mat and do some yoga exercise or Let's move to some dancing, something to get your kids moving, not just in front of technology, which I know that it's, it's an easy fix, you know, go ahead and go on to your technology. But we yeah. want kids to get out and get some fresh air. If you're up north, uh, not in sunny Florida, and it's still chilly, put coats on them and get them out. That's no excuse. I mean, you guys know how to do this. You, you live up north, so you know that kids need to get out. So yeah. just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean you can't go out and do the things that you did before, which is, you know, you know, get your body moving and get your kids moving. Yeah, Absolutely 100%. Important. We need it. And the last but not least, for sure, because we can spend tons of time talking about more tips, but this one is so important and we would be remiss if we did not mention it. If there's change of behavior in your kids, the importance of you being tuned into your kids and knowing what is normal for them and mm -hmm. then doing something about it if there is signs of distress, anxiety. Yvonne, how is that, um, you know, you're a psychotherapist, so I know that you're on to this full time, but have you seen changes in your kids and is it something that worries you? Um, at times? I have. Well, mostly in my younger one, like we went through a good week where every night when it was time for her to go to bed, she suddenly had this horrible stomach ache, right? And would complain and complain and complain about her stomach. There was nothing physically going on with her, no change in diet, no anything like that. So, you know, I started at night kind of laying in bed with her up in her, up in her loft bed, up in the air, like laying there and you know, rubbing her back and, and talking to her about how to kind of visualize things that she wanted to do when the pandemic was all over. Nice. You know, like the friends that she wants to hug, the people, the first sleepover she wants to have that's not virtual. You know, all of these different things that she really wants to do. And it was amazing. Once we started doing that, the stomach aches have gone away. Mm -hmm. right? so, so don't... Creating hope. Creating yeah, creating some hope. future, yeah. Yeah, don't discount your child. Two things about physical symptoms with kids, especially in a pandemic. Number one, don't discount them. And number two, don't panic over them. Mm -hmm. Because your child says they have a stomach ache does not mean they have coronavirus. Mm -hmm. okay, so so you important. Don't wanna, That's so important that you yeah. said that. You I think don't want to overreact. Right. There are so many parents out there that are so worried themselves. In fact, yeah. I did a town hall meeting and one of the parents said, how do I hide my anxiety? so that my kids are not anxious. 
and and you mm -hmm. do need to you know bring it down a notch because a lot of you out there and you know rightfully so we're going through a whole lot of uncertainties but if you are anxious you are going to you know spill over to your kids and your kids are going to oh, yeah. for, for sure for sure <laughs> for sure so uh toning it down also for you turn off that tv because it doesn't help you any uh any more than it would help your kids so you know yes listen to the the news in the morning but take it in in small doses because that will create a lot of anxiety for you which then you will pass on to your kids well you know i also noticed that i should not watch high anxiety television shows before mm -hmm. i go to bed like I was very much hooked on the hands, Handmaid's Tale for a long time and we were watching it, you know, end of the day is the only time we realistically have to watch things. But it was so stressful to me that it was giving me horrible dreams. Like I, I had to like change what I was watching and it's not the news, right? It's not even a real story. It doesn't matter. So, you know, be aware too of what your children are watching before they go to bed. You know, are they getting some, some real sleep at night? You know, do you see that they need to sleep in a little bit more on a weekday or a weekend and be mindful of that and ask them, you know, I ask my kids all the time, do you have any questions, anything that's popping up for you? And on that note, we need to go ahead and finish the show, but just last but not least uh, along the side, uh, alongside of what we're just saying is that if you see behavioral changes and you've addressed it, like Yvonne has given you some great tools and tips, if that doesn't subside and the, your child is still very anxious or depressed and you see major changes, make sure you seek professional help. It's okay not to be okay, but it's important that you get professional help for your child. And we are all doing teletherapy, so it could be done right from the convenience of your home. So make sure you get help. All right, whip it out, Yvonne. We gotta do our lipstick. Everyone, get your lipstick. This is the Lipstick Attitude. This is our war paint. The show is to help you learn life hacks for successful living, but it is also giving you resiliency and giving you the tools to go out there and face the world. And this is our lipstick. This is our Lipstick Attitude. Let's go out there and do it. Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.